Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Noble Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive, important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint, they're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here the Common Sense Show. Thanks for staying with us through our intro and into our guest segment. As you know, we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And uh, we have my favorite sheriff. Actually, I think it's America's favorite sheriff on. Sheriff Richard Mack is going to be joining us in this segment. And we're going to be talking about all these dissidents and their illegal behavior and their motivations behind their treasonous, traitorous, illegal behaviors. But before we join Sheriff Mack, we need to pay some bills. So, listen, folks, if you don't think that the other side isn't going to use food as a weapon as they gain control of this country, you're missing the point. My wife has been quoted, uh, been the victim of a quota on meat purchases, so is my sister. And now we're starting to see spot food inflation, spot shortages. It's affected Wendy's and McDonald's. Okay, I could go on and on. Bottom line is, food is used as a weapon by tyrants, and our, our opponents are tyrants. So we can help you get started or increase your food supply with MPS, and it's the best out there. Restaurant quality, no glyphosates, no GMOs, 25-year self life. This is fantastic, but listen to me. They got a sale right now. It's the first sale they've run since COVID. Almost 40% off the four-week package. And people are ordering multiple sets of this because the price is so good. So go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, you need water. And in a crisis, you're going to need water filtration. And the Alexa Pure Pro water filter is the best there is. And so what we tell people is, hey, just go to the website, waterwithdave.com. Read the comparative research. Read the research literature. This is good research, good data. And you'll see this is the number one product in America. 
and they're offering it for 40% off. So you can turn undrinkable water into drinkable water by going to waterwithdave.com. So you got the food, preparewithdave.com. You got the water, waterwithdave.com. And now we have Sheriff Richard Mack with Dave to talk about these critical issues. Sheriff, Welcome to the show. Always great to talk to you. And and, and i got to tell you, you're having an impact. Whether you realize it or not, I, I turn around in conversation and talk to people. I go, well, I heard Sheriff Max say. So, you, my friend, you are having an impact. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for that. And, and I'll tell you what, I appreciate the, the uh, advertisement about uh, food storage because I think that's vital. And I used to work for a, uh, a few different... Uh, food storage companies in utah and they have several there but uh i did that for some time and uh i i was a consultant for all of them because i totally believe in that and uh, i have a decent amount already but i need to get some more so i'll probably be talking to you about that yeah it's it's um i i have done my hit and miss on some food manufacturers because i believe in the concept uh but i had to get burned a couple times until i found the right company and I have found the right company. These guys are awesome. So I'll be happy to talk to you about it. All well, right, great, thanks. Yeah, my, Sheriff, my part sister. of me wishes you were still active. But oh, I think, yeah, me too. Absolutely, I, me too. Yeah. But I think that you're probably more effective in what you do. You have a bigger reach than if you were just the sheriff of a county. Well, uh, our message has gone from uh, Bangor, Maine to Honolulu, Hawaii, and I've been in both places uh, talking about this and doing seminars. Uh, I, I tend to agree with that. I, I, you know, somebody asked me today at the rally we had in Scottsdale in front of the uh, city council there uh, about uh, the the law, the mask law they're trying to enforce in Scottsdale. And somebody said, "Well, I hope you're going to run for office." And oh man, I wish you were running against Penzone for. Maricopa County Sheriff, and I, I said a lot of people have asked me that, but I really believe I'm where, I'm where I am supposed to be in creating more constitutional sheriffs and peace officers all across this country so that we can dig our way out of the hole we're in. And it's a big hole we're in, I agree. Hmm. Um, Penzone, and if people don't know and they're listening to us across the country internationally, he is the sheriff of one of America's largest counties. Maricopa County, and he seceded uh, Joe Arpaio. Uh, Sheriff Joe took no nonsense. I mean, not everyone agreed with him, and I didn't agree with Sheriff Joe on everything, but I'll tell I you what, he brought respectability to the office because he wouldn't let Obama run over him. Well, he did, and not only that, but he brought a lot of positive attention to the power of the sheriff in this country. And he, he single-handedly uh, made people understand what the sheriff was and what the difference is between sheriffs and chiefs and and that he came out and he told people in no uncertain terms the sheriff is the ultimate authority in the county in law enforcement and uh, he he stood up to the federal government he stood up to the state government he stood up to other police agencies in his county and uh, he went in and did a raid in uh, the city of Mesa, and Mesa chief got mad at him, and, he, and then all he told the chief of police there, he goes, the last time I looked, Mesa is within Maricopa County. And that's all that was said. The, the argument was over. And, you know, we, we definitely work with chiefs of police across the country and within our own counties, 
But when push comes to shove, the sheriff calls the shots. And I hope that there's a working relationship between sheriffs and chiefs. But at the same time, if they the, the sheriff has to put his foot down, then he needs to put his foot down. Yeah, I and I agree. And it's a good counter to so many police chiefs serving in blue cities under Democratic mayors that aren't allowed to enforce the law the way it's written. And, and the sheriff is the counterbalance to that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, every time you say red and blue, didn't, didn't the parties get the, those colors wrong? I mean, if you're red, you're a communist. <laughs> and, and so the left and the Democrats are acting like communists and, and adhering to and embracing so many communist principles right now that uh, we need to change those colors because I think uh, the Republicans need to stay true blue to the Constitution and which they don't a lot of times, but uh, and I even said that at the rally today uh, that uh, name me uh, how many politicians and leaders in in Arizona uh, adhere to the Constitution, and and, and everybody said uh, the crowd shouted out none of them, and that's really sad that uh, Ducey is not doing more to stand for the Constitution. But uh, I quoted a sheriff when I was up there, and his name was Sheriff Mark Lamb in Pinal County. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been praying for him because, I, I don't know if you heard, but he got the coronavirus. I did hear that. Yeah. So I texted him uh, yesterday or the day before, and he said he's doing fine. And so I told him, I said, well, maybe our prayers are working. And he said, yes, they seem to be. And uh, so he's a great guy. But uh, his what he said on uh, Fox 10 News here in Phoenix really applied to what we were doing at the rally today. And I said, Sheriff Mark Lamb said he would not arrest anybody in violation. Yes. He also said he wasn't going to cite anybody in, and that he wasn't going to shut anybody down. And he said, and this got a huge uh, applause, he said, we need to get back to the Constitution. And I said, as a country... We need to do exactly what Sheriff Lamb said. And as a state and as a city of Scottsdale and all of us, including the governor, the city councils, the county commissioners, state legislatures, dog catchers, peace officers. And there was about eight or nine police officers there. And I said, I called them out, too. And I said, you need to keep your your oath of office just like everybody else. So. That's been my message, uh, Coach, as you know, that's been my message all along. And it's really resonating right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm really gratified for that. But at the same time, we have got so much more work to do. So I want to really uh, beg your audience to continue to uh, donate to the CSPOA. And you can do that at CSPOA.org. And we really need the financial help. And this is such a crucial time for us and the constitutional sheriff movement because we've got living proof. Uh, and we were giving credit to Joe Arpaio for that, but now we have dozens and dozens of sheriffs across the country, maybe even hundreds now, that have been standing for liberty and standing for the Constitution and standing for the oath of office, standing against tyranny. And we really need to strike now while the iron is hot in getting more people behind that movement and getting more dues paid into uh, our coffers so that we can 
make this happen. Yeah, well, we're going to work on that, and we'll talk more about that too before we're done with the broadcast, and we'll certainly put it up on the website. But, uh, Sheriff, before we leave uh, the the topic of Maricopa County here, uh, Penn's own, just by the size of the county and, and the prominence of Phoenix, is a high-profile sheriff now, whether he deserves it or not. Um, how would you rate him in terms of a constitutional sheriff? Well, he'd be about a one in... Uh, 1.5 and that's out of 10 uh, uh, he's, he's, he's really poor but I will tell you as soon as you said Penzone uh, and his profile he's a hider he hides behind the badge and the office and he never comes out uh, he, he uh, avoids doing anything uh, in public quite the opposite of our pile uh, and he, he has tried to be the opposite of Arpaio. And, uh, and I really think it's going to work for him, politically speaking. Uh, because I was even told when I ran for sheriff, uh, from a former sheriff, he said, the, the least amount of things you can do that really get to the public, the better off you are. So he, he said, don't have press conferences, uh, you know, don't do weekly reports uh, from the sheriff's office in the newspaper. Just let people know every now and again who the sheriff is, and that's it. And I think Penzone has done that, and, and, I, and I could never do that. I told the sheriff that, uh, former sheriff that gave me that advice, I said, I can't, I can't do that. I said, I, I'm a people person. I'm a, a change agent. Uh, I'm for improving things. And if I don't make a difference, then you don't need me as your sheriff. And so that's what I always wanted to do is make a difference. Sheriff Arpaio made a difference, and uh, Penzone has made no difference. Uh, he got rid of the good things that uh, Sheriff Arpaio did that, that got a lot of publicity, like the posse and the tent city jail. He got rid of both of them. And uh, he just wants to go along, to get along, and not make any waves, and not let anybody think that anything has happened there at the sheriff's office that would give them any reason not to try to reelect him. And it's a, it's a strategy, it's a political strategy, and in some places it works. I hope in Maricopa County it doesn't work. I will campaign against him and for anybody who wins the Republican primary, and which is crazy because... Arpaio is running again, and he's 87 years old, against one of his uh, former uh, undersheriffs, and that's uh, Jerry Sheridan. And uh, the political uh, ramifications of that are are pretty deep, uh, because uh, my analysis is that uh, Arpaio will actually win the primary, but I don't believe he can win the general. Uh, against the same guy that beat him last time. I don't think so either. I, I don't think he will. Um, I was disappointed the way Penzone acquiesced to these illegal lockdown orders that allowed Walmart and the other box stores to stay open and competitor small businesses had to close. And he just thought everything is just fine. Someone should introduce that sheriff to the 14th Amendment about equal protection under the law. There's no word called essential in the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, maybe you could come up with one that says essential liberty. 
I would but, take that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'll accept that, but not not as a bogus excuse to eliminate box door uh, competition. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time petition and that's what happened those box stores had record profits richard and they got away with murder at the behest of the government i mean it was the ultimate of fascism yeah and i, and I said this at uh, the scottsdale rally today to stand against the uh, orders uh, or the new law or statute ordinance that the city of uh, Scottsdale's uh, passing uh, to require everybody in public to uh, wear a mask uh, and just oh my gosh how absurd can we get but I said we do have a pandemic in America and maybe even worldwide but the pandemic is not the coronavirus the pandemic is government corruption and I'll bet you Donald Trump, if I could talk to him one-on-one without cameras on, he would admit to me, and I've never met him, but I'd like to, and I'd like to hear this from him, he would admit to you and me, if we were discussing, having this discussion discussion with him right now, he would admit that the swamp is much bigger and deeper than he ever imagined, and he can't drain it. 
he can't. I would it's agree. It's too big. It's too it's too entrenched. And uh, yeah, and I think we've seen that. I think he honestly thought that Fauci was going to be a big help to him. And I think it's been just the opposite. Fauci's a liar. In fact, did I tell you what Dr. Batar said should happen to Fauci? No. Dr. Batar said Fauci should be arrested and that he's committed uh, several different crimes uh, since uh, uh, lying about this coronavirus. Well, he's... One of the things I used to do, uh, and I have to say this once in a while because people are new, um, I used to teach uh, at Grand Canyon research class to graduate students trying to get do their dissertation. And so I know a fair amount about the process. And I went through a couple of research studies that Fauci had his name on. He wouldn't have got out of my undergraduate class, much less my graduate class, with the nonsense that he had in there. I mean, he had stacked control groups versus experimental groups and all kinds of things that people who know research would recognize. But to the public's uh, layman's interest, he committed academic fraud to manipulate public policy. And then the other thing he did is he was behind the move with the CDC to say, oh, we should have presumptive diagnosis. In other words, hey, it looks like coronavirus. We don't have a test for it here, but we're going to call it corona no matter what it is to artificially inflate the numbers to keep us locked down. And the final thing, I agree with the doctor that you just quoted because he's on the payroll of Bill Gates, as so is Dr. Burks, and that's a conflict of interest, and under federal law, that's illegal. It is. It's a crime. Uh, conflict of interest is a crime. Uh, and uh, maybe that's another reason why uh, Dr. Batar said that, but I totally respect Dr. Batar. I'm on a committee with him and a few other uh, doctors and uh, activists and people who are really uh, activists against forced uh, vaccinations. And uh, I actually talked to somebody today who said, oh, that's not going to happen. And he's a very reasonable man, and he's in the freedom movement, just like you and I are. Uh, and he said, no, it's not It's not going to get to uh, forced vaccinations. Uh, so, you know, I said, hey, I hope you're right, man, because uh, I don't want to have to fight that battle, because that's going to be that's going to be a huge battle uh, for the uh, people in America who love freedom. Well, I think if the Democrats take control of the White House, we will see an attempt at forced vaccinations. Yeah, which is, I think, at least a 50-50 proposition at this time. Um, you're optimistic, <laughs> Sheriff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Trump Trump is blowing the election. And, and let me tell you what I was told by a former high-ranking FEMA official. When the National Emergency Powers Act kicked in, Trump uh, willingly abdicated his power to the Surgeon General, who abdicated his power to Fauci, and he also abdicated his power to FEMA. And I found out that some of the regulations that are controlling what's going on right now with FEMA are classified and not subject for public discussion, which tells you that's a problem unto itself. But I think Trump ought to just say, okay, this National Emergency Act is over, and he needs to begin to reassert himself as president. If he doesn't, he's going to lose. Yeah, I, I I think there's a couple of different things that still might really hurt him. And, uh, you, you know, what the Democrats are going to use is that uh, we need to be shut down again, and Trump refuses to do it because he knows it'll cost him his campaign. So he's willing to risk your lives 
for his re-election campaign. Well, uh, I'd like to come in and write a speech for him then. Well, I would too. I don't agree with that, but I, I mean, I don't agree with what the principle there. I don't believe it's true. But I do believe they're going to use that. They're going to fabricate that. Well, I I totally agree with you. I I mean, I think I'd be surprised that they didn't do that. But right. but I'd like for Trump to to call me and I could spend five minutes with him and say, hey, hey, Mr. President, how about the fact that uh, um, we have all these incidences of fraud on death certificates, and we have the uh, what was it? The FDA admitted two times, first time on April 18th, that they didn't make the manufacturers validate their tests. So we don't even know what the tests, if they're accurate. There's no margin no. of error for the tests. So, no. you know, if you see, okay, COVID increased by 0.2%, what if your margin of error is 1%? Then you have a negligible increase. And see, we don't even have that data. This is what drives me up the wall that the president could stand at his podium and read and say, this is what's wrong with the numbers. The numbers are greatly exaggerated. 95% of the people that die or over 65 already have debilitating, life-threatening conditions, and COVID is not even their single cause of death. Yeah, and I I fall in that category. I'm 67, and I've had uh, some heart problems, and I've had a couple of heart attacks. I feel really great right now, but I've I've got to really lose some weight. Uh, during this uh, past three months, I've actually not been as active as I should have, uh, and uh, I've I've been home more. I, and I guarantee you, there's never been one day during the lockdown that I stayed all day at home. Not one day. I was getting food storage. I was getting uh, paper goods and putting them in uh, the empty room we have in our home. And uh, I rearranged that just last night, and it looks beautiful. And I said, man, that looks good. My wife's going to be proud of me. I just went and got my wife from the airport this afternoon. And uh, that reminds me also, the signs in the Phoenix airport, Sky Harbor Airport, say you have to wear a mask. And I was so hoping uh, that I could wear a Lone Ranger mask and get away with it and say, hey, I'm wearing a mask. But it specifically says you have to have a mask that is covering your mouth and your nose. So I guess I can't try that, but because I, I thought it'd be really cool to, to do that. But uh, I guess I'm not going to try it, but I definitely am going to try uh, to get arrested by Phoenix PD or someone uh, in Phoenix uh, so I can challenge the constitutionality of this ridiculous you must wear a mask or we're going to fine you and throw you in jail. Uh, I heard today that if you don't wear a mask out in public where you're required to in Washington State, it's a $1,200 fine. In Phoenix, it's 250 A $1,200 fine. Oh, man, I want to move to Washington just to challenge that. But all of these need to be challenged because there is absolutely no authority for such nonsense and for government to assume the role of being uh, the caretaker of our health uh, is just absolutely absurd. Uh, I want to ask anybody on Democrats and Republicans, who do you trust to be in charge of your health in politics today? Uh, you know, somebody might say Rand Paul because he's a doctor uh, and he, he he's pretty measured on what he has said about all this stuff, but I'm telling you, uh, 99% of all of these politicians, I would run from 
if they gave me any advice how to run my personal finances and economy uh, and anything to do with health. I would run from all of them. Well, with regard to the face mask, too, there's something I wanted to ask you about. Uh, the governor mentions in his or- order, his executive order, that gave the mayor's uh, opportunity to impose face masks. But he said there are exemptions, and he listed two, medical right. and religious. Do you right. know any of the details behind this? Because I've never seen anything to elaborate on the specifics. Uh, I heard that asthma was on it. I heard diabetes was on it. And I heard that coronary heart disease was on it. But Interesting. I, I don't know what they're saying or talking about when, when they're talking about religion. Uh, I don't know why you couldn't wear a mask. I don't know any religion that re- uh, disallows you wearing a mask. Uh, I, I agree. Well, I have seasonal asthma, and allergies set it off at certain times of the year. And so I'm in a gym last Saturday. Yeah. And the guy said, where's your mask? I said, I'm exempt. You're, no one's exempt. Yeah. I said, you need to read the law before you try to enforce it. Yeah. And, and, and he said, what do you mean? I said, because there are health conditions that have exemption. And I showed him my inhaler. And and he says, well, just keep your mask with you. Oh, okay, I, I, I'll keep it in my pocket. I mean, just thinking, what a jerk. But here's the thing. I saw today where someone was kicked out of a store. I can't remember the name of the store. I'd give them credit. <clears throat> Excuse me for not wearing a mask. And they had asthma. And and I'm thinking, where's the attorney general? Where's Brnovich here in Arizona on this? Where they should be stepping up and saying, this is contraindicated for these people. And you're violating American with Disabilities Act. Yeah. Well... I think this whole thing boils down to this, and I don't think you've uh, heard this one yet. If you have, that's great, but it bears repeating to everybody in the country. Because you remember Barber Carl Menke, the 77-year-old barber in Michigan? Yes. That was fighting the governor there to keep his business open, and they ended up shutting him down and suspending his business license and doing everything else they could to him. I, I think he went to jail for a little bit. And then he took it to uh, the Supreme Court of the state of Michigan. And in a 7-0 unanimous decision, seven Democrats and Republicans agreed 100% with the barber, America's barber, Carl Menke. And in their order, they said this, It is incumbent on the courts to ensure decisions are made according to the rule of law, not hysteria. One hopes that this great principle, essential to any free society, including ours, will not itself become yet another casualty of COVID-19. End quote. Isn't that about the most powerful uh, court decision you've heard of in since the Mac Prince case in 1997. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that analogy back to your case. But, but <laughs> yes, um, it, it's only missing one thing. There should have been punitive charges against Gretchen Whitmer, the governor, and the state yeah. of Michigan. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with you there. Uh, it, it's really sad that we're in this predicament. Uh, and it's not the fault of the coronavirus. It's the fault of tyrants 
and self-appointed dictators in this country. And I will still give President Trump a shout-out. He never declared martial law. He never forced anybody to do this. He always said these are guidelines. And that is exactly what Thomas Jefferson said can happen. We can reason with the people in our form of government. We can persuade the people. We can plead with the people, but we cannot force them. And uh, one of the other tyrannical things that I've read just recently from uh, Frederick Bastiat is the worst thing, one of the worst tyrannies and worst plunder. He used the word plunder a lot in, in his book, The Law. And he said the worst thing you can do is force people to be charitable because that is never charity that is tyranny and 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 that's a, a an enslavement over the minds of the people that it somehow government has the prerogative and the authority to force us to be kind and charitable and that is exactly the opposite that charity requires that it comes from someone's heart and I, it just it's just another sign of how far off we are in this country and the the communist uh, manifesto that we keep adhering to recently used to be it used to be that that was a gradual fabianistic approach but it's not anymore it's bold in our face and we have uh, all this violence going on and the re ridiculous uh, protesters saying that they want justice. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Uh, for uh, George Floyd, well, let, let me tell every single one of them. I wish they would be listening to your program. But let me tell everybody about that. I was in law enforcement 20 years. I ran my own jail for eight years. And I can tell you that every facet of the justice system that can be rolling and working at this time against the suspects in the George Floyd murder, every facet, 100% of the justice wheels are rolling just as they should be. And justice looks like it's being taken care of just as it should be. I mean, I know that a jury could come in and find these officers not guilty. That's a possibility. But at this point in time of this case, with the so you're looking to thank someone special for helping you get through the year. Noble Gold has the perfect gift. It's a four-coin set of rare, solid 24-karat gold, Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberties. These impressive coins are bullion-grade proofs authenticated by the U.S. Mint. They're changing the current American Eagle design. They're not making any more. Only 20 left. Buy two sets. It'll cost you less than $10,000, and you'll be gifted a free Apollo 11 coin. Discover more. By calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347. Investigation with the charges 
with firings and careers ending for uh, most of these officers, justice has taken its proper place. So I don't believe any of this about, oh, we're after justice, so we're going to go commit hundreds of times over more injustices against innocent people. No, I'm sorry. So uh, I actually spoke on some program yesterday out of Seattle, and I, and I spoke directly to the, the occupiers and to those traders that you mentioned earlier and to these criminals and these thugs. But I still would sit down with them, and I told them I would. But I want to ask you some questions, and I expect complete honesty as we try to work out some solutions that you guys are after. Who's paying you? Who's funding you? And what are you after? What are you really after? Are, are, you, are you telling us that you're really after justice and you think that violence and occupying the, the, this the way you are and the murders that have happened down there and the rapes and the sexual assaults and the theft and the destruction of prop, uh, private property, are you trying to tell me that's for George Floyd? Or is there something else that you're trying to do? And why don't you be honest with all of us and tell us the truth? Who's funding you and what are you really trying to accomplish? And then I think we could have a conversation after we find out the truth about that. I think we already know the truth. Well, my my estimation and the way it all looks is that they're just doing all this to get rid of Trump. Yes. But and that's what uh, the COVID lockdowns are about, too. Make people hate the economy, take their jobs away from them, and they'll blame right. the guy in charge. Right. Because ultimately, that's what, that's what it does. Uh, everybody says, well... How is our country going? How is everything going? And so the acceleration of the hate and the fear of Donald Trump continuing for four more years has prompted all of this. And, and that's that's my honest assessment of it. Well, I I hate to say this, but you brought me to this, this thought. Okay. Uh, even if Trump is able to pull off a miracle victory, he will not serve out his term because he's more of a threat to the deep state than John Kennedy was, and I, I, I don't I don't see him finishing four years. They can't take four more years of Trump. I I agree with you. Uh, I've been shocked that somebody hasn't tried to uh, assassinate him already, and I would I, I hate that. I, I mean I, I will tell you, the one of the worst times of my life, the most traumatic time of my life was the assassination of John F. Kennedy. I, I would never want that to happen to anybody. I would not want it to happen to Obama or anybody in office. I don't care who they are. I don't care how horrible they are. Uh, I would not want that to happen to anybody in the United States. Uh, I would love to see people like AOC uh, voted out of office and made irrelevant. Uh, same thing with Nancy Pelosi. Uh, nothing would thrill me more than have Adam Schiff lose the election and and leave and get out of the spotlight and and quit all his uh, subterfuge and dishonesty but i would never want anybody assassinated these people want donald trump strung up and they want him dead and and i can't believe that somebody hasn't already tried because the hate and the the hate mongering uh, from the media and from everybody else in washington uh just astounds me and uh, that hasn't got somebody that's maybe a little bit uh, emotionally unstable 
to try something against Trump. Uh, I, I just can't believe that it hasn't already happened. I do believe that we haven't seen anything yet as far as riots in the streets. When Donald Trump gets reelected, we're going to see 10 times, we're going to see 100 times worse than what we've already seen. Some people I talked to, like John Guandalo, who helped found the uh, anti-terrorist unit of the FBI, I had him on my show last week, Sheriff, and he said, next on the list are assassinations of opposition figures, including media, and also uh, mass casualty events. And I can tell you, I have firsthand information that DHS and FBI are actively planning and searching for attempted mass casualty plans. That 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 fits, and it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, because uh, what what do we know about this? They are willing to kill. They are willing to destroy everything good about all of us. Uh, they they could care less that any of us in this country are having a rough time because of the shutdown or uh, the lockdown or the the suspension of freedom. Democrats could care less uh, if if this is affecting us in any way negatively. Uh, and and yes, they are capable of murder. And, and I have said before that Bill Bill and Hillary Clinton are murderers, and that they have promoted murder and been a part of murder. And uh, uh, I read a book years and years ago, back in like 1999, 98, that uh, is called The Sovereign Individual. And it's written by two uh, internationally known economists. And they they said that, uh, well, anyway, they said the same thing I did, that Bill and Hillary Clinton, and they even mentioned the gang-style assassinations that happened while he was governor against some of his enemies. Uh, he certainly used the IRS to go after his enemies, but so did Obama, so did FDR, uh, and I'm sure some Republican presidents have done that. And this is what I've told everybody that's asking for justice. The CSPOA and the people that I deal with, people like you, Coach, and other people that I associate with in this movement, we are against all injustice. We hate injustice more than anybody in this country. And we hate it whether it happens to a black person, a white person, a brown person, uh, whether it be a Native American or an Asian, or whether it be a poor person down the street. Uh, maybe it's a, a white privileged person, which I totally don't get where they come up with that. I do not care. We're all Americans, and as far as I'm concerned, we're all red, white, and blue. And that's it. But I hate injustice that has been going on in our country for over 100 years, and it's the injustice of the IRS and they put innocent Americans in jail, but thousands every month and every year. And three presidential candidates, Ron Paul, Rand Paul, and Ted Cruz, all said that this organization should be abolished and that freedom and the IRS cannot coexist. I've said that for over 25 years. And yet Republicans and Democrats alike continue to allow this criminal organization to abuse American people at such an astounding rate without any impunity without any oversight they do it with complete impunity and yet nobody mentions that and we marched the Oath Keepers and the CSPOA marched with the family and friends 
of one Jose Garena, who was assassinated by the Pima County SWAT team oh, about yes. eight years ago. I remember that. And, and, I, and his wife asked me to speak at his memorial service, Vanessa. Yes. And, and I was fighting with uh, the sheriff, who used to be my colleague, but he was so arrogant and so um, unremorseful about what happened to Jose Garena, uh, a former Marine uh, who was gunned down and shot like 70 times in his own home. Uh, and th- that, they could have handled that so much easier and better. They could have stopped him on traffic coming home from work. Uh, they could have got him in a non-residential area very easily. Uh, and the search warrant they served on his home produced nothing. They either, they either did not do their homework or somebody uh, notified Gadena, this horrible drug dealer, that he better get rid of everything, uh, which I don't think that ever happened. Uh, they didn't do their homework. They didn't know what they were doing, and they killed a man over it. And I, and I said in public that, uh, uh, I said, the bottom line is, uh, tell Sheriff Dubnik that uh, when he starts shooting people like this unjustifiably, that it's going to cost him and the county and their insurance pool uh, about four to five million dollars, and sure enough, she got four million. Uh, and of course, that was a settlement out of court because they didn't want to go through all of that. And we, again, we oath keepers and CSPOA, and people like you and me, coach, have stood against all injustice in America. And this is this is the thing that really infuriates me because people want it to be aimed at just one group in America. There were 17 white people killed by cops unjustifiably last year. Nobody says anything. There were 99 people killed in Chicago last weekend unjustifiably, including a three-year-old little girl. We're against all of that, and we're against white-on-white crime. We're against black-on-white crime. We're against black-on-black crime. We're against crime in America, and this chaos and this violence that's going on in our country today, it's not Donald Trump's fault. It's the people who hate Donald Trump. It's their fault. Would you, If you were the president, would you have federalized the National Guard to end the siege of Seattle? No, I think I would have done the way he did it, uh, put, put the pressure on them. Uh, it, it was a local problem. What I would have done is I would have talked to the sheriff and got him moving uh, more on it. Uh, nobody wanted to do anything. And, you know, some people say that the, that Trump should have taken it and just said, get out of my way, I'm going to do this. I, I don't agree with that. And I do agree that the, that the president and the federal government have a, uh, a, a right, you know, maybe right's not the right word, but they do have an obligation to protect citizens across this country, especially when states refuse to. But I think the threat didn't look very serious at this time, at that time. It was a stupid re- response from the mayor and the governor. So I don't know. I, I, I think if it had gone on much longer, if violence would have gotten crazy out of hand, uh, then I would have if, if I had been Trump. But... Uh, the sheriff should have got the bull by the horn and taken care of this and told the, the city of, of Seattle, uh, if you don't do something on this, I'm going to. And I'll form a posse, and I'll bring out the National Guard. Whatever it takes, we're going to take control of this. 
we're going to arrest everybody in that town uh, that has broken the law and done this. But yeah, somebody should have taken some some big leadership. I really don't think it was incumbent on the president to do it. Yeah, but then it falls to the Democrats who want this chaos again, so it will smear Trump for election purposes. Well, and and I think it was more of a smear to them. The governor acted like he didn't even know what was happening. Uh, and, and I think it played out to where the mayor and the governor and the, the law enforcement within Seattle, I thought they looked ridiculous. I did not think that the president looked ridiculous on that. I, I don't think people were saying, why aren't you taking care of this president? This is your problem. Uh, and I think that would have put him in a no-win situation. And I, I think the president was correct in, in not going in. Uh, you know, if, if it had gone on much longer, I think he would have had to. But, uh, no, I, I think the, it exposed the Democrats more than it hurt the president on that particular incident. Okay. I mean, I sit here and I, I just, I, I hear you. Maybe that was the wrong hill to stand on and defend, but... The president needs some victories if he's going to win this election. Yeah, and so he does. Where do you think he needs to point to to get victories? Well, one is the economy needs to rebound. And if he gets something really good there and he can show employment for minorities and others, but he's got a real problem there with that, too. Because I know some employers around that have been trying to rehire people, and they won't go back to work. And you know why. They're making too much money on, on this ridiculous Democrat thing of, of unemployment insurance. And, I wonder who put so, this late date of the, you know, this doesn't the sun doesn't set on this until, I think in August if I'm not mistaken, um, and and so Trump's going to have very little time to have a rebound then. Yeah, I think so too, and uh, and because of the numbers being inflated again. Uh, and my son actually says they're not inflated this time, Dad. Uh, the hospitals are filling up, and he's a nurse in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was just—he was just hospitalized himself for uh, twelve or thirteen days. And uh, we're grateful for the prayers everybody uh, uh, gave on his behalf. But uh, he said, uh, Dad, they're—they're they're filled up this time. And uh, so it looks like that. Whether no matter how much it is fabricated. Uh, that that's going to be used against him, as we were saying earlier. And so I really don't know where he's going to come up with some victories. I'd love to see it that he's uh, releasing people from prison uh, of of all Americans, all races, uh, that have been put in there by the IRS and other federal uh, bureaucrats. Uh, I think him taking care of the little people would show a lot of compassion. Uh, And just like he did with uh, Alice Johnson, uh, wasn't that her name that was uh, in prison the rest of her life for one drug deal? Yes. Uh, that she did? Yep. Yeah, uh, that was a huge victory for the president. And that lady's out campaigning for him, and and uh, she's uh, getting other uh, minorities to, to see how compassionate the president was. Uh, he should be doing that a hundred times more for all people in this country. Uh, and I, I think that uh, I think that would be one huge victory for him. Uh, but you know, you know, we, we've been working against uh, the incarceration of innocent people the last three years, and man, it's like pulling teeth to get anybody to, in Washington to pay attention to those. But I think he should pa- pardon Roger Stone and and uh, the 
Uh, the Amish farmer that we were trying to get out, he finally got out. But that Amish farmer has talked to me since then. He said, there are so many people in prison that should not be there. He says, I learned so much. He says, uh, if there was any silver lining about the three years I spent unjustifiably in federal prison, it's a, it taught me how absolute uh, corruption is uh, taking over our prison system in America. Yeah. He says, there are so many people that should not be in there. It's all political and it's unfair, it's unjust, and it's just a matter of money and corruption and power. So, I, you know, I would really like to see the president do something about that. Uh, I think that it would really be hard for the Democrats to criticize him over helping innocent people. And uh, I, would, I would really like to see that. I think it would be a huge victory for him. Uh, so, anyway, I, I think that one could be easy and he could do it. He's going to have a hard time, just as you alluded to. He's going to have a hard time with the economy. Yeah, this is going to be really, people really tough. People are being paid to stay home. I know. They're well, not going to go back to work. you got to wonder, the Democrats probably fooled him on this agreement they came up with with the stimulus package, knowing full well what would happen down the road. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and uh, Trump played into their hands having... Burks and uh, Fauci. Uh, I don't know who recommended him to use the, those people, uh, but that really hurt him. Uh, the CDC has hurt Trump, uh, and uh, you know, obviously he really went after who, and he should have. Uh, but oh my gosh, he's he's got so much work to do now to get back uh, into the political stature stature he had. Uh, before this all happened. That's why he needs a high-profile court case. He needs to take a high-profile action where he's completely constitutional. He needs to make sure it's not racially interpreted. Uh, But he's done nothing. I'll I'll give you an example where he could start. He could start with big tech. Big tech is making a mockery of the open forum Section 230 aspect. And they're even going after Trump on Twitter. He could go in and shut Twitter down today. And if Barr won't do it, fire Barr and get someone who will do it. Yeah. Would that help him? I think so. Uh, because right now, he's a, Trump is losing some of his base. And I'm basing that based on the comments I get. Where people say, uh, he's impotent, uh, he's abandonous. He's, and this is a widespread feeling right now. I don't believe anything the polls say, so I can't go by the polls. But I'll go by my own poll, the Hodges poll, where I have hundreds of people write to me every day with yeah. comments, and there a lot of them are saying the same thing, Sheriff. And 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 the thing is, is they hate the censorship. So that would be a one way to rally his base. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. Uh, and uh, so yeah, because he, the people that really totally the base that really hates him. They're gonna they're gonna criticize him no matter what he does. Exactly. So if he wanted to re-engage the the base that he has, then yeah, I think that would be one. Uh, I still maintain uh, innocent people in prison could increase his base and get people on the other side uh, to to really go after him. Because I guarantee you, Alice Johnson would not be voting for Trump if he hadn't pardoned her and all her family and friends. No way. Give me another. 100 Alice Johnsons 
plus other people as well. Uh, and, you know, part, instead of waiting till the end of your term, like most presidents do in a cowardly fashion, pardon all their buddies and, and a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, Obama did about 900 at the end of his term. Uh, you know, do it now. You know, there's nothing that says we love President Trump more than freeing my dad or freeing my uncle or freeing my mom, like in Alice Johnson's uh, play, so, or in her case. So, you know, I really believe that. I've said it all the whole time he was in there. We tried to get him to pardon more people uh, way back three years ago when he was, was first in office because there were so many leftovers from the Obama administration that were doing this. So we we uh, got our constitutional sheriffs uh, recognized across this country and uh, most of them were supporting Trump. Uh, the, I think uh, he's got a great base of sheriffs behind him. And uh, we actually tried to work out a, a, a meeting with President Trump in the White House where he was going to honor all of these constitutional sheriffs that have taken a stand for freedom during the past three months. I think that would really help him. I agree with you. I agree, because the majority of people, I would say well over half the country right now, is not on board with the face mask. They're not on board with this other tyranny. So I think no. that would be a good move. You know, I was thinking as you were talking about the pardoning aspect of it, if if Trump went and, and let's say the offenses are marijuana, low-level offenses, okay, you know, right. no aggravated crimes associated with it, right. and and if the majority of people were people of color, and he could say, these were the people that were imprisoned by Obama. This is unjust. This is overkill. I'm correcting Obama's wrong. And I think he could go a long way towards winning over some converts. And I think he needs to do hundreds, if not thousands. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's going to have to do some bold stuff. Uh, and I think that's exactly what you're alluding to. Yeah, I, I really am. And, and there's no way around it. Um, because if he just goes the status quo and says unfair this, unfair that, and give a 2016 speech on immigration like he did recently in right. Tulsa, he's not going to he's 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 going to lose by 20 points if you add in the yeah fraud. that didn't resonate that didn't resonate with me and no. I'm really a big immigration guy but uh, to me that that issue is pretty much over. Well, for right now we have much more pressing issues. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that's why I say that that one's over. Uh, he's trying to resurrect an old strategy that's that's seen its time, and he needs to deal with race relations, police reform. CNN criticized him for not dealing with those two issues, and I have to say, as much as I despise, despise CNN, I agreed with their analysis on that. Yeah. And that's yeah. sad to say. God, I can't believe I said I believed in something CNN said. I never thought, yeah. I, well, never that thought I'd see the day. That proves the old adage, a broken clock is right twice a day, or a blind squirrel every now and again finds a nut. <laughs> or the sun on a... Uh, never mind. Um, this is a family show. Can't say that. Well, uh, Sheriff, I want to give you a chance to, to plug your group with a little more detail here, because I know you desperately need to raise funds, and these funds really indirectly go towards, indirectly towards supporting the re-election of Donald Trump and the maintenance of our Constitution. Actually, I should say the recapture of our Constitution. So tell, tell people... Um, about your website and and how they can donate to you. Well, th this is uh, not a new uh, program. 
uh, in a lot of ways, but it's new to a lot of people, that the sheriffs are the ultimate authority, as we mentioned earlier, uh, in their counties. But now we have sheriffs all across the country that are standing for liberty. We want to we want to play on that. We want to springboard off of that and make this happen in every state, every county, for every person. Do you want a constitutional sheriff protecting you and your rights in your county? Please get involved with this. We need your help. We need it both ways, not just financially, but we need you getting involved in your county and getting a relationship with your sheriff. And let's take back America one county at a time one sheriff at a time, and one citizen at a time. This CSPOA is a partnership with you, the citizen, and your sheriff and local officials to make sure in your county the Constitution is being enforced, followed, and obeyed. If we get that, we take America back no matter what Washington, D.C. does. Yeah, I listen. I couldn't agree with you more on this. Um, I want to congratulate you and uh, and for the work you're doing, and tell you how much I appreciate what you do. And uh, if you'll send me um, a link to um, by text, uh, we'll make sure when we put this on this interview on the website, it'll go far and wide. And um, so we'll do our best here to try to raise funds because ultimately, people, if we lose control of the presidency and we get into the the next four years under a Democrat, your only protection is going to be the county sheriff. Amen. And I mean that sincerely. Well, Sheriff Mack, we're out of time. Um, We're right up against it. I want to thank you so much for coming on and continued um, um, blessings for your work. And uh, we'll be watching closely. Thanks a lot, Coach. Appreciate you. Thank you. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Nova Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive, important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint, They're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, 
hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50 year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.